Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast, an episode we have been trying to record for four freaking days, but life um, just finds a way to fuck with us. Um, yeah. Hey, Bob, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Chris. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Um, before I thank my $15 or more patrons, I just wanted to preempt um, because, you know, uh, get the heavy shit out of the way at the beginning, even though I'm sure with what's going on in the world, we'll have plenty of heavy to talk about in this episode. But instead of saying this episode is brought to you by somebody, I just want to let people know that if you're listening to this and you can hear me and no matter what age you are, whether it's, you know, just out of college and you're on your parents' insurance and you're just kind of thinking around in the world and don't really have a care yet, or if you're, you know, nearly 40 like me and take a lot of stuff for granted, um, get out there. Make sure your uh, your emergency contacts are in order. Um, make sure you're, even though it's fucking expensive and the country is trying to destroy us with health care, make sure you're going to regular doctors that know what's going on with you. Yes. I am... Um, I'm dealing with the heaviest shit I've ever dealt with in my life. And because the person it's about isn't big on social networking or being on the internet, I won't mention them by name, but I'm dealing with a really, really, really close friend of mine. Who's in his late forties, um, worked with him for 13 years and he has been battling, um, uh, attempting to self care for undiagnosed diabetes for a really long period of time. And it got real bad. And he tried to, you know, self-care. He tried to not um, let it bother anybody else because he was the kind of guy who, uh, you know, took care of everybody else his entire life rather than himself. But was also very private. Didn't give the company any of his real contact information for his family or anything else. Was kind of distanced from his family when friends in recent years tried to scare him straight into getting help when he was getting physically off. Um, he kind of just cut them out and I took it on myself to kind of stay the good cop in the situation. And luckily, um, we, me and a couple people at work convinced him to go to the hospital. And a day later he had a diabetic stroke. Mm. Um, and because his family is distanced, uh, it took me about three weeks to find them. I had to do forensic work and, uh, I'm now because they are incapable of really helping because they don't know much about them and they also have their own health issues. I am now at 37 years old, the health proxy and the power of attorney for a really good friend that just has no one else really to look out for him at that level. Um, and I do not want to see anybody else ever in my life get in this situation. And I just think of how many very well-to-do, very well-meaning um, single on their own, you know, you know, I, I have a wife and kids. I have close family. You know, if, if I fall and I can't get up, someone's going to find me pretty quick. I would imagine. Um, yeah. but if I can only imagine if this happened to my buddy in his apartment and no one got to him in time. Um, so I just want to remind you guys out there, you know, uh, find a way to get past this terrible healthcare system. Cause they're awful. Even here, you know, we have good, <clears throat> good insurance and it's not really helping all that. Well, that's something that has to be fixed in and of itself, but, uh, just stay up to date on that shit. Um, you know, it, it, it is a bit of a 
scummy, you know, wants to take your money type of a system that's set up to fail. But um, if people don't know how to contact people, if say you're unable to say your name or forget your passwords or can't get into your phone or anything else again, um, all of that stuff that's so damn easy for you to do singularly on your own is just going to drop out the door. And wouldn't you have loved to have had a notebook with it all written down in at this point? So with that, I just want to say um, on a positive I love everybody that's listening to this um, and I just want you all to be healthy and safe and want to be able to talk to you next week and a year from now and 10 years from now. So with that, the people that keep me doing this garbage, $15 or more patrons, Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell, Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, Collaborating Online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, Little Nikki, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Carolyn Thompson, Scott R. Curie, Shore Hansen, Kustad, and right now you can buy Micro Machines for $10.99 at your local Toys R Us. Bob, <laughs> how the hell are you? I, I, am, uh, I am actually pretty good. I just want to nip this in in the butt up front just to be clear um i am not the person he's talking about yes i'm so sorry yeah. i didn't know that no 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 that's okay. no that's okay just just before this um is is there that uh, because uh, i yes i am also uh someone who is uh i have type 2 diabetes um we are uh this this person he's uh talking about is someone i also know uh not as well as chris does but um, he is. Uh, this is not like a coded reference to. Yes, that that person could not on. be speaking to me right now on this. Yeah, um, this is this is a real thing that is uh, that's going on, and uh, my brother's being a real champ about it. Uh, you know, he's a, a super helpful guy who helps out just everyone in his life as much as he can. Really, more than he can. I don't know how he stands up most of the time, and. Uh, you know this that uh, uh, so like take him seriously when he tells you to you know watch out for yourself in these cases because like this is this is some real shit that's like wow you know this is uh like i mean i'm i thought i was already taking care of myself pretty okay and i hear about this and i'm like yeah i could i could probably be you know keeping uh, a little better eye on myself because i don't want to end up in this kind of situation because this is some scary shit so good I mean, I hope you're looking out for yourself as well, but good on you for helping this guy out. Yeah, no, um, as, as soon as this happened, I'm I'm not an unhealthy guy, but neither you or I are tiny, you know, uh, scrawny, high metabolism by design individuals. So, you know, as soon as this happened, I, uh, you know, I used to take, you know, two time a week, two mile walks on top of my regular, you know, just work because I'm, I have a very, uh, labor intensive job you know those of you who think you know a east coast you know coastal engineer probably sits behind his desk at google no fucking way <laughs> i was i i was listing a 4500 pound thing that i designed off the ground today um and i walked 22,000 steps at work this is not um I am not a weakling or or some guy sitting behind his desk not that there's anything wrong with jobs like that too it just i'm yeah. Anyway, do they um, and really he, not have like a machine that does that for you? No, I mean, you, you, so um, <laughs> the machines are dangerous, right? And the machines require you to have people that are trained to use them. I have, you know, certifications in lifting and things, but we do it manual with chain falls. I wasn't lifting forty five hundred pounds myself. We have machines that do it, but it's still a 
it's not something you can just like press a button and walk away from. Well, this right, is, no, you, I figured you were using the chain fall. I was just sort of thinking like, is I sort of thought that like there was a, like a, a crew that, you know, nope. handled that. No, no, no. We're, we are a small company. So I am, I am the engineer, the program manager, the designer, and part of the technician staff at all times. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I try not to butt into your work because mostly when you try to describe the like everything but the fabrication end of what you do, my head starts to hurt and I feel stupid and I don't like to feel stupid. Shouldn't feel stupid. So, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I. I. I'm just a busy. I'm just a busy <laughs> motherfucker. I'm a busy motherfucker, and um, it's uh, so, not. Don't sell yourself. I know you can't like talk about exactly what you do, but like, like give. Like, like, let people know, like, what your fucking degree is, Chris. Like, sh- show off a little bit. <laughs> okay, then, Robert. Um, <laughs> I, I have a, a Master of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering. Um, that is what I have. Um, I, I wrote a Master's Thesis. It's a published book. You can buy it. Um, it was, like, 300 pages long. Um, I, I kind of smart... <laughs> um but no at the job and, that and i your, have and your book was about my book was about uh, at the title is the um wow i'm gonna forget this the expansion of real-time operating deformations for improved visualization um basically what i did is i found a way to uh because um measurement equipment is really fucking expensive and also really hard to implement on things that are say flying in the air that have rotating blades on them that the military uses um i found a way to take data at very 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 small amounts of points and then map it to a digital model and the digital model could then be correlated to the real stuff and if you switched it from the frequency domain into the time domain and then back again after expanding it, you could have a 99% accurate model of what it was actually doing. So you could be like, oh, I need to be able to look at this point, but it's hard to put a measurement device there. And the model would tell you exactly what's happening. So you could find out if it was like vibrating too much and might break. Yeah, you see, this is the smart brother of, of, the, of the two of us. See, people do not believe me because you're like the super modest guy on here and you speak like, and you're not like the, like I'm the arrogant son of a bitch because I just am, because one of of us, one of us has read a thesaurus and the other one has not. That would be me. (laughs) I I am the not. (laughs) Well, no, one, one of us has read the thesaurus, but like the other one, like figured out a way to make airplanes work better. (laughs) I, I try my best. I'm like Garth. And, I and like not, to play. But not like theoretically, like you figured it out and then other smart-ass people looked at it and said, oh yeah, that does work. Oh better. yeah, no, no, no. It, it was quite wild at 22 years old to, because again, it's one thing when you're you're in a lab and you yeah. do your master's thesis and you're talking to other people you've worked with and other professors, but my advisor was a nut bar and would actually get us like funding for our theses. So I, I would, I took this to conferences and talked um, in front of people in the field, like all over, like, you know, ancient white, um, you know, the exact people you think of in engineering. Um, 
And uh, uh, yeah, who it's a I don't need to get into that, but they don't call yeah. it the Tea Party of the Sciences for nothing, Bob. Um, <laughs> but I was, uh, the, I was the one that gave you the I know it's the Tea Party of the Sciences. I know, I know, and I've I've run with it because it yeah. it, it it checks out every time. I Let's know. just say, well, no, but, but, uh, but like no, but really, you see, the thing is, is that is you're like the 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 humble guy on these things all the time. I'm the clown. You is, are not is, clown. No, I, Chris, I am. Okay, I, I, I am. You, you are like the hard sciences guy here. I am not only am, am I like in the, the, the creative arts, like the softest of the soft sciences, I'm, I'm a film critic. Like I'm, I'm literally, I am literally the dancing monkey here compared to the, like, I mean, like the literally the guy who like creates fire, you know, like the guy who like figured out the banging of the rocks together to make like that's the two of us on this on this, which is fine, which is fine. It's my role. Christopher Cook Chipman, who goes by at the Chippa on Twitter, does not condone any of the speak of other really, really, really well to do critics that might want to be guests on his show. I'm just no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just fucking around. <laughs> By the comparison of like the two people is like if it's if the world suddenly end if the world like continues to end and doesn't stop you know with the trajectory that like things are on right now and they're eventually like like getting people onto like the when worlds collide spaceships and and whatnot is like the only way I'm getting off this rock is to stand as close to you as possible because they're taking you. They're not taking me. Um, there, there's no way the off-world colonies need what I have, un unless like someone is a chubby chaser. Wow! And I've lost a certain amount of weight. Yes, you have. Um, yeah. So, well, Bob, I I will say that you know, despite me being. Um, what you say and me accepting that and being honored that you feel that way. Um, I ain't getting on a spaceship with Elon Musk. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'll, I'll stay here. SpaceX isn't actually getting off world. They're just going to sell the rockets to like Iran or someone. Like, okay. is, like, isn't that the whole grift? Like he's not like Elon is not actually going to Mars. It's like that whole thing with like the, the, the tunnel under Los Angeles. They're not actually going to build the <laughs> hyperloop. Like it doesn't actually work, right? That it like, I mean, is he actually stupid or is he like, like, I mean, you would, I assume you would know better than me because again, these are the circles you run in. Is he an actual, is Elon Musk an actual moron or is this like a gigantic grift? Because my suspicion is that this is a huge grift and that either he or the people around him are like, you know, acting the part of a big expensive company that doesn't know what they're doing and it's like oh yeah no we can't make spaceships but what they're actually doing is making pretty good uh you know within atmosphere rockets so that they can sell weapons but people won't give venture capital to make weapons so that they're going to end up with pretty good surface to air missiles or whatnot and then they're going to sell them to like the US government or North Korea or Russia or whatever and they say well you know we tried for space didn't get there but you know this is a pretty good replacement for the uh for the missiles we were using and then that'll be that just like the the tunnel under la 
that's so that they can dig for like more mining stuff because his family owned a bunch of emerald mines in South Africa and that's what he knows how to do, right? That's what this is. I mean, all signs would point to you're most likely right. Um, there are unable to be spoken things that I may or may <laughs> not do that might that might want me to hope that that isn't the truth. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave that one at that. I have um, witnessed uh, SpaceX launches. Um, it's pretty cool. No, I mean, I've seen um, it blow up, but I mean, is he really going to Mars? I don't think so. I mean, I, he, I'd like Elon, Elon, Elon Musk is... <sighs> See, the thing is, is... I work for a guy that's like the 30 years older version of Elon Musk. And I don't mean that in the exact same way. I just mean the, um, the, the vast, the vast majority of people that do really well in engineering, um, that isn't like the hip, you know, uh, like Google, you know, in places like that, that, you know, right. become, they, they brand themselves before they really do anything great. And I don't mean that to t talk down on Google, but Google is a, Google is an, uh, is a work environment. They are an atmosphere. You yeah. know what I mean? They, yeah. they, Musk is, he is a classic figurehead of a blue collar engineering company that he's basically running a multi-billion dollar startup. Do yeah. you know what I mean? He's, he's got a lot of capital. He's got a lot of money to put behind it. And he has, I'm, it would seem as though the guy has good ideas, but they're all good ideas. He thought about when he was actually young and working as an engineer. And he has a bunch of hype men running around making that stuff look good that it's, and that's, that's how the majority of people that are the figureheads of big engineering companies are the owner of my company. Most of our technology that he pulls out was in like his doctorate thesis. He can go through it and go, look, this is the day I thought about this. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And he goes, now the shit's finally there where I can do it, you know? Um, but the thing, the thing with Musk is he wants to be a brand, right? But, but he's actually running, you know, a blue collar workforce that he's running into the fucking ground mm -hmm. and not paying. Yeah. And cause I, I have three or four friends that have worked for SpaceX and they, yeah, they have people at SpaceX. They have two great things. To, though they have one great thing and one terrible thing to say about it. They go, best first job I've ever had because I couldn't do it 10 years from now because they, they work you until you're fucking broken like you're in a mine yeah. and then they kick you out the other side and you have really good experience for your next job. Mm. Um, it, it's basically um, uh, paid paid enough that it's legal um, unpaid internship. Yeah. And, and you know um, what's fucking sick is that the majority of other um, careers mm -hmm. that are similar, like, you know, nursing doctors, um, it, it's all unpaid. Engineering is one of the only things out there that have paid internships. Right. It's fucking weird. Right. That is, that is strange. And again, I get it. Like the yeah. idea is, well, you know, we can, we can try you out and spit you back out, but you yeah. know, it, it's just engineering. Like, like you and I have talked before falls into most of the people I went to school, even the kids that go to school at like MIT are working to go to school. Yeah. You know, the, this is in me granted to MIT, you get a shitload of money too, but that, you know, last 10 grand you're paying yourself or whatever. But 
I mean, I didn't have financial aid. I went to a state school. Um, I have it all paid off. Go me. You know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, you know, it, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, no, it's, it's back to it. You know, I, I would hope that if we get to leave the planet, I, I would get to leave. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm my, my, I, uh, you know, I hope to, to get it back to, uh, sort of back on, but I, like my, at this point, like my hope is like before my time runs out on our, that is like, I hope we have like, like the base thing on the moon going so that I can like, oh, and, that's, and that's, that's the thing that I, I hold up hope for with at least his, um, enthusiasm. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that and not, and not think of the negative aspects of him. Cause there's so many, but, <laughs> but his, his, his enthusiasm is getting other companies to try to. And yes. I think that's really important because yeah, we've got all, you know, we could, you know, be like James Cameron and want to look underwater and why would we go to space when there's all this and all of this is great and everything. But if we're going to let 90, oh, I won't say 90, let's see, how did the, how did those votes work out the other day? If we're going to let um, half of the country and 5% of the other half, which I'll equate out to probably the way the world splits up to just use this place like a fucking old sock, then we need, <laughs> we need to find another way to um, to live, unfortunately, um, I would also like to save the planet too, but there's only so much you can do to combat stupidity. Yeah. And, and, and with that combating of stupidity, literally a day after you and I recorded our last episode of this, because I've been trying to do this weekly. This is a week and a half later. Sorry, folks. I'm trying my best. Um, this is my topical current event show. Wah, wah. No, um, but, uh, you know, um, we somebody cosplayed a Roland Emmerich movie on the Capitol, Bob. <laughs> um, and That's I want I want my fucking money back from from Roland Emmerich and from um uh Nicolas Cage because um it looks really fucking easy to break into the uh, the state house, Bob. Yeah, just a bit, just a little bit. O- almost like some people wanted it to happen, Bob. Yeah, yeah, that did. I mean, I I don't. You know, there's that old saying, never attribute to malice what could be more easily explained by stupidity. No, that's kind of how I, it's just fucking ignorance, Bob. The whole thing is ignorance. Yeah, but uh, I, I feel like, you know, like, why not both? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think that, like, if you, I, I feel like at this point, stupidity is something you can plan on. So why can't it just be both? No, fair, fair. And it's like, at. At this, like, for four years, I, I, I have spent uh, four years, Kind, I feel like a lot of us have spent four years of Trump. I'm, I'm going to say it, even though it goes against, like, my general ethos of, of all of this, to say, regardless of how you feel about, about Trump, because I mean, I mean it in this case, because I, I really do think that he's just a piece of shit, and I think that the people who support him, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the thing. Even if you're for all of this, and I don't know why you'd be listening at this point if you are, but even if you're for all of this, I really have to, I really feel like you had to assume that some of this would be harder, that at a certain point that a lot of this is the 
you know, like the the plot point in the first Jurassic Park where everyone, where the uh, you, the half of the guys are looking at the raptors that keep running into the the electric fence and saying, "Well, how smart can they be? They keep running into the electric fence." And then, like the the guy, what is it? Uh, it's not Pete Postlewaite in the first movie. He's in the second movie. But like the the guy, no, the first movie's the the British guy, clever girl. Yeah, right. The guy who's yeah. just clever. I, I'm I'm kicking myself. Yeah, and I like I like that actor too. And, he's a, and I can't yeah, remember. He's, he's a good actor, but he, the 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 guy, the one who says clever girl. Yeah. So he's uh, is that he's the one who gets it. He says, no, they're testing the fences. They're looking for the weak spots. And I think that that's kind of been like the whole that like I mean Trump is a moron, but like. Even, and this is one of those things that, like, in some ways, morons are, it's one of those ways that smart people aren't, because morons really will just, like, run their head into the wall until they find the the soft spot in the wall. It's, It's really ironic to me, and this is oddly the first time that this has popped into my head about this, but it's almost as if... We fell into, uh, if you want to leave out any other sort of malice to it, which yeah. there's mal- there's so much fucking unchecked malice at every level of everything everywhere, it would seem that it's hard to leave that out. But leaving it to the first order, it's almost as if we got ourselves into a false sense of security. And yeah. this, this is the royal ourselves now. The, yeah. That these systems aren't great perfect unfallible systems they are systems that we are so used to following that even if we try to be illegal against said systems there's an illegality and custom to being illegal against it like you know um why does a senator need to be crooked behind closed doors when they can just figure out a way to make the votes go in their favor? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But you get somebody like Trump who propagates this across party lines and across everybody mentality, especially at the beginning before 2016 of I'm different. I'm not a politician. I do and say the things that aren't by the book. And then you realize that really that's all I had to do to break into the fucking Senate is literally do something that everyone goes, no one's going to try to fucking do an insurrection on the Senate. Like this is like the British, you know, um, in, in, in either fake reality or real reality. This is how we won the revolutionary war by basically saying, we just won't play by the rules of engagement. We're yeah, not right, going to yeah. stand there and shoot at each other until more people are left standing, well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's it's that, you know, it's like like every, like, there's all these, like, examples throughout history of people who said, oh, like, of all of the different people who've claimed to have invented guerrilla warfare, where it's like, uh, well, like, the, the history of, like, uh, ninja that were, like, a real, yeah. thing where you go back and read the accounts and it's like, uh, Oh my God! They they used uh, they they had secret magic techniques, and uh, well, what was one of the magic techniques? And it's like, well, he put his hand in his pocket, and then he flung his hand out, and I was blind. And he's like, he he threw dirt in in like literally fighting dirty is is like the is is like the secret technique, and it, and it's like and which which like set it it sounds funny, but like at a certain it's it's like. Like that's the premise of the invention of lying, you know, where right. just no one is no, no one has just has ever just said something that's not true before. And we've 
we've been running a bunch of the 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 country as it turns out on all of these gentlemen's agreements and i think that a lot of people always assumed that the concept of the gentlemen's agreement was itself a gentleman that the gentlemen's agreement part was the facade you know that there right. was a that the that when the the polite part didn't work that there was some other mechanism that kind of kicked in that everyone understood was oh okay so it's war then and then like you know the snipers all came out and said oh well no you just can't do that and instead it turns out no there there really is no actual built-in defense to someone who said who says uh no i'm, I'm just not going to do it you know right. there's yeah. literally nothing yeah, and, and, and it goes back um, uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off I just no 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 it's okay the thought in my head because I don't I, I don't want to miss the opportunity to actually be fair to people is that like the last time we had the first time that we had an actual almost impeachment to remove someone from office was uh with with Nixon you know when he he resigns and the whole thing there was, People thought there's going to be a, a shooting civil war because it was so intense. I mean, I wasn't alive, but you can see the news broadcasts and whatnot. And, you know, it's, I mean, there was already a president who was shot in the head. And it seems like this is the difference between social media and the lack of immediacy of media back then. The president got his head blown off by a sniper and then a not even like a, a full Two years later, his brother got shot by an assassin who just walked up to him. And we still don't really know what happened with that first guy. And, like, the country survived that. That wouldn't happen today. No, no, we, no, no. no. The, J JFK would have been shot and it would have been anarchy in a week. Yeah, no, if someone... Not had, even kind of anarchy. It would have been Mad Max. Yeah, I'm not even going to, like, say the name of a president because I think if you, like, say the name of a president followed by shot in the head on a podcast, like, people just show up now. But like, Yes, if they, any, they definitely if, do. If any president died like JFK did today and they didn't immediately find the guy and, like, have a videotape from 20 angles... And it was literally the clone of Hitler, someone that everyone could agree was bad and definitely did it, like admitted on camera while also raping a puppy, you know, that uh, that this is the worst person in the world who did this. So everyone can agree that this is bad and that this is definitely the guy. And we can move forward from this yeah. as long as we take care of him. Right. It would be the end of the country. That'd yeah, be, no, done. We're, we'd be over. We'd right, be done. Because Twitter would never be able to shut up about it. Facebook would never be able to shut up about it. There would be, like, fan groups of people who decided he was actually the good guy. There'd be women who wanted to fuck him. There'd, there'd be men who wanted to fuck him. It would be a whole thing. It would be a whole thing. Oh, and and so, it would just be a great big um, online and in-person turf war. It would just be insane. It would be a civil war. But anyway, so Nixon almost gets impeached. 
And then right before he gets impeached to the point where generals, because he was drunk all the time and Nixon was probably suffering from undiagnosed depression. Nixon was all fucked up from childhood. He was like beaten by his dad or some shit. Terrible stuff. But his generals had like were passing notes to each other to figure out how to stop him from launching nukes because he was sad. And the and the Republicans came to him and said, dude, you're going to have to resign and walk out because otherwise the party's going to get destroyed. And Nixon gave a shit enough about like the the rules and decorum of politeness of the Republican Party that he said, okay, well, I, I respect that enough that I'm going to do it. And he gets on the helicopter and goes away. And we basically avert the Civil War because Ford agrees to fall on his sword and pardon him and then not run for president again. And then we get Carter and Reagan and et cetera. So that like happens and we don't have civil war. And then you fast forward. Right. And so that happens. And that's like, okay, good. No civil war. And then we get Clinton and, yep. we, and the, who the Republicans have basically declared, we don't like you. And we definitely don't like that. You're popular. So we're going to impeach you the minute we think we've caught you doing something illegal because Clinton has done a lot of illegal shit because he's a shady lawyer and is married to a shady lawyer. Like, it's true. None yep. of it, like, in, like, none of it's betrayal of the country shit like Nixon did, but it's some of it's shady. Okay, they're, you know, I, I think, like, what was the Dennis Miller line about the Clintons? I mean, yeah, they did illegal shit. They're a yuppie couple. You know, she likes money for nothing. He likes chicks for free. And, uh, hey, Dennis Miller, remember when he was someone yeah. you could listen to on topics like this? Yeah, I remember that. Does uh, anybody listening to this show remember when Dennis Miller, like, had a late night HBO show that wasn't insufferable? Yeah, yeah. Dennis, that was actually really a good show. Dennis Miller was like John Stewart before John Stewart, and then it, like, all fell up. Like, that's a cautionary tale, man. So Clinton gets impeached, and I, and I really do think, like, as much as. Like at the time, and I still think overall, probably like the right thing, the way that that played out initially, basically they said, okay, we got you. You've been impeached. We got you. We have you lying under oath. You had to go on TV. You had to say, I let my fellow Americans, I lied. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky, you know, and I am deeply sorry. And, and like, it seemed, like I remember watching that thinking, Oh my God, wow, he's going to leave just like Nixon did. This is history. And then yeah. basically the Republicans got, went to him and said, well, okay, we've impeached you. And he goes, yeah, you did. Okay, so um, you have to leave. No, I don't think I have to. What do you mean? We, we impeached you. You, you have to re resign or, or we're going to convict you. No, I, I don't think you're going to find enough Democrats to go along with it. I'm, I'm pretty popular. My approval ratings in like the eighties. Um, but we impeached you. Yeah, but the economy's doing really good and people don't really seem to think what I did was that big a deal. So I think I'm just gonna, you know, say I'm sorry, ride it out and, you know, get reelected. Good luck. And and he did and he just kind of said, What are you gonna do? You know, like come at me. And it didn't work. Like his own party kind of said yeah, I guess we're just going to say, you know, like he was wrong, but it wasn't that wrong. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, Trump kind of worked the same thing on his first impeachment through, which is he did. Yeah, I did it. But uh, is it that big a deal? What Trump yeah. did was that big a deal. 
And, yeah. and he, but, but you know, he had his entire party behind him. Exactly. On that one. So, like these things, it's like it's kind of it. It's one of those things that seems like a, a high and noble idea that like half of your laws are going to be just no, we. We are civilized gentlemen. We trust each other to do the right thing, you know, when it comes to it, because it's there. Not all the people you elect are going to be civilized men who are going to do also, the right thing. Also, as cool and as, like, you know, nostalgia-y and, like, you know, heroic as a thing like a filibuster seems... Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. when we have Mr. Smith goes to Washington and all that. In any other country, they would turn off the lights and shoot that motherfucker. Well, I mean, do you know what uh, I mean? I I know that it's it's a necessary thing, but it still follows under that gentlemanly thing of well, if he keeps speaking, we can't do shit. Well, I mean, ours <laughs> is actually a lot like our Congress is a lot less raucous and formal than a lot of others like i mean true have you seen the way that they do this shit in england like oh it's horrific like 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 the british parliament is a lot like our congress but with a two drink minimum yes you know i mean and not only that but i mean when we had to watch like the brexit thing and lots of people in america who don't like fall like i know more or less the workings of the british parliament system but we actually had to watch and they have like these like black knights who come in and have to like put a magic sword some like it, it's like what we think what we would think of as a parody of the way that Britain conducts its politics is actually how they conduct their politics. Like they have like a special minister who has to come in and put on a certain robe and put a sword on an altar and people have to file in. There's a magical mace, like yep. an act, like a golden battle mace that has to be in a special glass case. And if someone takes it out and moves it, they can't continue to be like, what the fuck yeah. is this government? It's, it's a funny thing to remind the world that if you, if you, you know, if you're not into politics in your country, yeah, wherever you live, yeah, and you look at the United States and think, well, that's some weird, archaic, strange shit, yeah, and you realize that ours is based on, okay, we, you know, it was based, it was created by people that had all of that, you know, British background, but they wanted to offset themselves from that so it's literally only based on three or four hundred years of history of gentlemanly things yeah we um, made this shit up we made this shit up basically so we could be different than than britain and but if our shit seems weird fucking britain is like you know watching outtakes from excalibur yeah you know and, and did you know you don't actually have to filibuster the filibuster anymore really yeah like like they, they don't, don't just actually, have to also talk? No, no, they don't have to also talk. They they have to say that they're going to filibuster and and then they, and then they can, just, can go on lunch. Is no, that what happens? And, no, and then they can just like sit down. Like they don't actually have what? to filibuster. They just have to like declare that they're like going See, to this filibuster. is what this 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 goes back to our original point, this gentlemanly stupidity. Yeah. Crap. Right. Yeah. The, like that's why I mean, like just have a fucking staring contest at that point. Yeah, no, it's it's like the coin flip, which by the way is an actual thing in our Senate. There's a coin I, flip. I know, I know. And okay. And now don't but don't think that it's like some kind of uh, you know, random bullshit where they say, Oh no, there's a coin flip, they're gonna see if anyone has like a quarter and they're gonna let it fall around. No, 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 no. You see, there's a special coin that's only used for this occasion, so it's completely different. Completely different because it's completely special, Bob. 
completely different. Jesus Christ. So yeah, so this is uh, so so this is, yeah, but no, so so a bunch of people stormed in and uh, tried to assassinate Mike Pence because Donald Trump was sad. That's basically it. Um, and, and, and and you know and you know Bob, there's at least well there's at least ten people I work with that are Trumpers and that scares me enough. But there's at least four people I work with that are angry because well now remind you Bob, I'm uh-huh. not saying that I'm into Trump's thing because that's not right. Right. But yeah. I really do feel this was a stolen election. Oh, oh Jesus well. fucking Christ. Here we go. And I'm just I'm sad that you know that that those people didn't actually make a difference that day. And I'm like, oh no, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but but anyway, moving on from that, since um, let's see, the inauguration is next week. And next week. and they may or may not be putting him on trial immediately after that. Um <laughs> for what I'm hearing. Some, or sometime in the next 100 days, because yes, I'm I'm gonna every- hold because I don't want to celebrate it too much, yeah. I'm going to hold the fact that they impeached him a second fucking time. Yeah, yeah, they impeached him. A they I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold the, time. I'm gonna hold the talk on that because I'm sure people are sick of all the politics at this point. Yeah, and and move on unless you have another point to make there. I mean, I I'm looking forward to the uh, to the inauguration. Yes, yes. I think I think that's going to be. I uh, I'm I'm like. There's a certain insufferability to, like, how readily the the Biden campaign. Which, look, look, I didn't vote for Biden in the primaries. I voted Neither for did him. I. Like, I voted for him in the general because I don't want to die. Same. But uh, yeah, so, but like, he's like Biden is fine. I will, I will enjoy the two years of the Biden administration, and then uh, I uh, enthusiastically hope to enjoy the ten years of the Harris administration. And uh, I will enjoy, <laughs> I, I will, I will enjoy ironically, I hope to enjoy both, iro- if not ironically, I will settle for enjoying ironically and hope to be surprised and enjoy legitimately, you know, 10 years of decent leadership of uh, the Harris administration and just consider it to be kind of delightfully funny that she didn't get a single vote in the actual election and will end up being president. And just think of that as being, you know what? That is some skills. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So um, whatever. But, uh, I think it's, it's kind of like vaguely insufferable that the Biden campaign kind of figured out very quickly that, uh, they can like coast right over the, any kind of like issue that they seem to have with the various wings of their party by just being sort of like uh, like sitcom cute because yeah. everyone is tired of having almost died for a year and a half in this pandemic thing. So it's like, well, you know, do we have like policy agenda? We'll figure it out. Do we have a tax agenda? Do we have like a bold initiative? You know what? hold a separate inauguration for our new shelter dog and the, and everyone goes, yes, yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like we will take the, like, we'll take it. We'll take it. Just, just be like the, whatever the sign online with the U and the, the two U's and the W in the middle means. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's some kind of symbol for just being like, you know, insufferably cute. And yeah, that, yeah, I've seen that. Like, President Anime Eyes Biden, fine, 
Fine. President. Yes, Fine. just 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 coast on that, buddy. Just just be I, I, I hope for the two years of his presidency to be a non issue. Yeah, that's just, what I want. Just, just, uh, just, just. That's gonna be the fine. Just like good enough, good enough. Like I'm. Because that's I. I. I surrender. I. I surrender to, you know, King Joseph the good enough. Just, King just, Joseph the good enough. Just, so, just let it. Just, just give me the fucking vaccine. Yes, and right now into my eyes. Now, Bob, I was gonna say, uh, yeah. you know, I, I didn't want, I know, I did no, I didn't want to say how, um, you know, either of us have pre-existing issues, um, you know, but, but you opted it up at the beginning. You know, you have you have type two diabetes. I have um a, a malformation in my heart that gives me a murmur, and that's nothing I did to myself. I was born that way. But I do believe, from what I've been reading, Bob, that that puts you and I in line to be able to get the vaccine in February. I hope so. I I'm just uh, that's what I've been reading. That, that so was, that wasn't my read of the tears, at least for myself. But uh, I I think wrong. I I believe I don't know that uh, because uh, type two diabetes is a uh, uh, an acquired condition as opposed that's true. to oh right 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 as right. opposed to genetics. So you may be, which by the way is uh, is fair. Um, yours is uh, genetic. Mine is. Uh, basically acquired, and it's one that I wouldn't like, test like for. Like a love of lobster. I'm sorry? Not acquired. Uh, lobster. It's an acquired taste. Sorry. <laughs> just going to, my brain always tries to go to pleasant places. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, um, my, uh, I mean, like, where I am right now, my A1C doesn't even ping for uh, type 2 diabetes, which is a good thing, by the way. Yeah, but, no, that, that yeah. means, Bob, that what, yeah. wait a minute, you're trying to take care of yourself yes exactly wow yeah so wow. like oh, i yeah. i can't believe I, that bob chipman is trying to take care of himself yeah i know so i mean but uh, what it is is that uh my i'm still have to be on medication for it of course because you know these are things that you just have but you would have to look at like my medical charts to know that i have anything to 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 know that whereas so, like, if they ran my blood, you know, they would they they would not see that there's anything going on there. So I don't uh, know that I actually qualify as someone who belongs in tier one. Which, by the way, is the way that they should do it. I agree. I just wanted to remind you that there's there's a light is, yeah. is what I'm trying to get at. Cool. Well, with that, something way lighter because you know, <laughs> no, 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 because like like I said, we're we're in the real world here. Sometimes we got to talk about this shit. Well, no, um, I'm, I'm the only reason that I'm kind of pissed off, like I'm. I get that you know there's more important things than uh, than than not being able to you know go to bars and restaurants and whatnot. Like I'm not my job is not. I mean my job is affected by this certainly, but it's not uh, like I'm not unemployed because of this. There are workarounds mm, right. to, to what I do. So like it it sucks. I'd really like to be able to go to uh, arcades. Like I. I probably, I'm, well, I don't think Americans can travel to Japan right now. So, you know, the, the hope of being able to like, you know, get myself over to Super Nintendo World Tokyo as a journalist to cover it is right. Probably, is probably, right. So that sucks. But like, that's, you know, that's like for fun stuff. It's not like murdering my soul to be able to, to not be able to do certain things because, but there are people who are legitimately 
in economic precarity because of this. So as much as I, you know, half jokingly bitch about it online, I shouldn't as as much maybe as I do. That having been said, I would like would I like to be like have the double shot of the vaccine so that I feel comfortable enough myself being safe to while still masked and gloved and and uh, all soaked in sanitizer to sit in a, <laughs> to sit in an actual theater and watch uh, you know some movies this summer. Yes, yes, I would. That's uh, the only I, fucking way you're getting me back in one. I right, can tell you that. Would I like to be able to go out to you know theatrical screenings again to see uh, when Black Widow comes out? Yes. Would I like to be able to uh, go out to see? Uh, Actually, a whole bunch of the stuff that I would have wanted to see this summer was coming from Warner Brothers, so I'll have to go like in one way or the other. But uh, like they moved up, uh, we just found out they moved uh, Kong versus Godzilla up. And to- you hit on my next point that I was trying to transition into. We are wonderful Art. together. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah, that's that's a super bummer. The whole thing involving these um these. Uh, you know, Godzilla films um, has has been bugging the crap out of me because I I actually unabashedly love um, the the 2014 Godzilla. I know that you know it, it's no it's not the Toho movies by any stretch, but I really like it, and I think with a stronger um, uh, script and acting, it would be even better. But the Godzilla stuff just lands so fucking great, and all ten minutes of it. Yes, I but but I still I've watched it again and I still really enjoy it. Now that being said, people went and saw that movie. Yeah, you know they did. I mean? And people went and saw Kong Skull Island. Yes, they did. Why the f- they they someone fucked up so bad with King of the Monsters and it makes me sad because now it puts this movie in this weird limbo where they just don't seem to give a shit about it. Well, no, I'll, t- I'll tell you who fucked up for Godzilla King of the Monsters was the 2014 Godzilla movie. I guess, but is, it's is out Kong Skull Island. Yeah, but see, that was a King Kong movie. It was guess. a different thing. Plus, it had, plus, that movie also had Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, and it had... Fair, fair, but, I mean, the people that bitched about the 2014 Godzilla not having enough Godzilla... I heard those same critics bitching that King of the Monsters wasn't good because it was too much and too much action and everything. You go, what's going to fucking please you people? Well, I think that, I mean, I can, like, I absolutely just, King of the Monsters was, I, I don't even think that I can be, is as close as I can get to saying that maybe I can't be objective about this. Right, of course. I, I, I feel the same way about it. I, I mean, for fuck's sake, the movie ends with Godzilla and King Ghidra fighting in Fenway Park. <laughs> I mean, yeah. fucking no, A. What, what? And you know what's awesome is they didn't even, like, build that. So, like, yeah, I'm they, in the theater going, I'm in the theater going, this is already one of the most transcendental movie experiences I've ever had. And whoa, 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 whoa. They said they were from where? Wait a minute, are we in fucking Boston right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm, 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 I'm watching that whole thing, like, play out, and I'm, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm at a press screening, and, like, I'm surrounded by other, like, like, by other critics, and I'm just, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm as close to levitating out of my seat as I think I've been since, like, the first Avengers, and I'm just sitting there going, like, you 
are shitting me. I can't believe this. Bob turns into Mark Wahlberg and Patriot State. I fucking know that street. I know that fucking corner. I can't believe what I'm what I'm looking at here. What? What is what? You you what did what what God did I please? So somebody got my letters, and I never sent those letters. What is, what is happening? Like I I couldn't so but yeah but I think even if imagine they were going about, back to eight year old Bob Chipman and being like and dad just like sitting down going and someday Bob Godzilla is gonna be in Fenway Park yeah. <laughs> no Shit. fucking way it's it's it, it, like so so like I loved it but the I really do think that what happened with the that Godzilla movie is that the because remember the 2014 Godzilla movie came out and the first week. The story was, wow, Warner Brothers has a gigantic hit with this movie. Like, they had, like, a $120 million opening weekend because they had amazing trailers selling that movie. They had, like, the 2001 music. They had, like, these, you know, great, uh, you know, they they had, like, the people skydiving over Godzilla. And people were like, oh, my God, this looks great. And then people went to see that movie. And then it had, like, a 70% drop the next week because they went home and told all their friends... Uh, guys, no, it's it's just the guy from Kick-Ass, like, walking around, not diffusing bombs for a whole movie, and then in the at the end of the movie, Godzilla shows up and, like, blows fire down something's throat for, like, uh, five minutes. I like, want to know what, what like, like um, ancient god or gypsy that, <laughs> that actor pissed off to, like, go from being, like, the most charismatic and, like, fun person to tag along with in Kick-Ass to... Was he, like I don't even remember that he was in that Godzilla movie, and he's the main fucking character. Well, the you know the thing of it is, is that he's he's a good actor. He is, and and the the problem is, is that he's a little too good of an actor. And by that I mean, if they don't, if if they don't give him, if you, if they give him like an empty script on the page that character's empty. Like the, yeah, the, fair, like, fair. There are problems with, uh, with, with both kick-ass movies. Oh, like, big time. The cat, but like the, the, the characters on the page and whatnot, you, you can criticize Mark Millar for a lot of things in, uh, and also Matthew Vaughn for a lot of things. You yeah, can't, and we found out more and more of that as he's gone on. <laughs> yeah, there is that. You can't really say that they don't pack like the POV characters in their stuff in their respective stuff with a whole lot for an actor to work with. And Aaron Taylor Johnson will work with it. But if you give him nothing, he will take nothing and fill up the character with with nothing. And Fair. I I also think that he is unfortunately also sort of stuck in you know, we have a lot of other young actors who are I think a lot of the stuff that he would be shining in right now, I think that like they're already putting Taron Egerton in and yeah. is like just kind of doing them, you know? Fair. And, Fair. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I have a feeling that like as soon as Kingsman came out of nowhere and hey, another Mark Millar thing. And, uh, and like, remember, because no one even thought about Kingsman coming out, like no one was paying attention to the production. They knocked it out in a couple of months on a pretty low budget. And then the movie came out and people saw it and went, what the holy shit, this is kind of cool. 
and this kid, holy shit, this is a movie star. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's he's pretty awesome. I I like him. And now he's all over the goddamn place. And, uh, And I have a feeling that like the dozen other young English guys who can flip on a dime back and forth between like soccer hooligan and, uh, you know, like a uh, classy boy kind of went, ah, shit. I was the new Colin Farrell. Edgar Wright, like had to like rehire three actors. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they right. dropped out again. Um, no, that's 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 funny, but yeah, no, I'm I I feel bad. Um, cause I'm psyched to see it, so hopefully we'll have a nice mild spring, um, and uh, the, the drive-ins will be playing that because we do have more drive-ins than we did before. Yeah, are they going to be open in March? I mean, I don't think the Topsfield drive-in has closed yet. I think they're still playing. They they had a Christmas Eve screening, so I think they're still open. Okay. And if they have a big tent pole, like places like I know that the um the Menden Twin will open for a big tent pole because every year they've um closed because they close in like October and they open back up every time a Star Wars movie comes out. Just okay. to show it. Okay, because I don't want to watch King Kong and Godzilla fight each other standing on aircraft carriers on my fucking laptop. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Um I watched, anyway, I watched Tenet on a computer screen. I thought about watching it on my phone, like just like ritualistically. And the reason I didn't (laughs) was because I couldn't figure out how to take a picture of my phone with my phone. And and, and there just wasn't like a point to it. Watching Christopher Nolan movies on your phone is, is a voodoo doll. And it, it, (laughs) it makes, it makes him really smug and angry. Um, not that you'd be able to tell. Um, (laughs) moving on um here's here's a funny aside so i know that this is partially because of covid but i've heard of this happening before covid so i wanted to bring it up because bob remember when you and i worked in um the retail world Do, do, do you remember that yeah and and you remember how like retail dvds and vhs tapes and video games were like the most important thing ever and if you lost one of those it's shrink and shrink means employee theft even if a customer stole it and you will be prosecuted and the companies were just so evil and awful about it remember all that bullshit we went through yeah well check this one out i bought a copy of a film on black friday this year online that I already owned. Okay. I fucked up. But no big deal. We wrapped it, put it under the Christmas tree, opened it, and then I was going through and organizing the movies and went, shit, we already have this. We bought it on Black Friday last year. So we were like, cool, we'll, you know, we'll do an online return um through Target. And did it. And they said, Yeah, here, here's your money, and don't bother giving us the movie back. Huh. And I said, when I called just to make sure there were, and they go, yeah, they go anything under a hundred dollars. We just don't bother with. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? So you're going to give me the return. And I said, is this just COVID? They go, well, COVID had something to do with it, but also, I mean, paying the employee to like bring it back into the system and all that is just not really worth it. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> all right. And that just kind of blows my mind a little bit. Like that we, you know, I mean, it makes me sad because it means physical media is gone the way of the dodo, which seems to be the case. Um, 
but still it it's kind of sad and mm. also you know i feel kind of like since i was never a pot dealer and never got you know locked up for it um uh, and it's nowhere near the same level of severity um you know that buddy of yours that might still be doing jail time hearing that there's freaking dispensaries and going, you motherfucker <laughs> probably feels about the same <laughs> way. Or the guy that, you know, got locked up by Blockbuster um, for some reason. But yeah, um, also did jump off from King Kong versus Godzilla, Kaiju Bowser. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, uh, that looks cool. So what, so don't I have that game? Uh, if it was on uh, Wii U, uh, yes, but it's I guess it's an expansion on the original game with uh, more uh, more levels, and it's been so remastered. You rebuy, it, you rebuy it for Switch, and then it has that stuff. Okay, yes. cool, awesome. Just checking. So I don't have that on Switch because I do have a Mario 3D World, but oh, but it's a side scroller. Okay, I'm on it. Don't mind me. Yep, I get confused. There's way. I mean, not that I'm complaining, but there is a lot of Mario games. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, the, the one with the, the four players that uh, came out on switch was, uh, was a different thing. And that's a great game too. So, yeah. all right. And next thing mm-hmm, yes. that I've seen, did you notice, uh-huh. not that, you know, we need to spend any more time attempting to defend and also shit on Zack Snyder as we seem to do all the time. Um, but it's getting harder and harder to defend every day. Uh, the picture of the Snyder cut film canisters that he showed to try to let everybody know that the movie existed as a film print somewhere. Did you see this thing that they're actually just in a promo shot for army of the dead and the picture he took looked like it was also from those promo shots. Uh, no, I, I didn't see that. Yeah. So you remember that film canister shot he took? That's like, look, it exists. And it was like a, and it said JL ZS, you know, director's cut on it. If you look in Entertainment Weekly as a picture of like the Army of the Dead cast with an open door and there's a thing on the wall, uh, like a ca- cabinet or shelves holding a bunch of film canisters. And if you zoom in, it's the Justice League Snyder Cut. And so it's a film prop, it would seem, that he was taking a picture of for his other movie. And why? Oh, God, why? <laughs> I mean, like at this point, it's who knows when this whole thing with uh, Warner Brothers started, it really this whole thing with uh, with Ray Fisher um, oh, yeah, has, yeah. has oh. kind of put the uh, the some the things were going on with uh, with the studio and some of the other producers and creatives on the set of uh, of the reshot version with uh, Joss Whedon into a different kind of relief. So I, uh, you know, at this point, like, I still think that the people, some to the point of a lot of the people who were doing some, being a little bit extra, let's say, about the, you know, release the Snyder Cut and anyone who doesn't want to see it released as an ass and whatnot, it were, you know, being assholes about it, but I'm curious to see what it is. It seems oh, like too. there was some, at the very least, some uncool chicanery by the studio in the direction of Zack Snyder, regardless of the fact that I doubt that the film is actually going to be that good, and I don't think either version of Justice League or his whole take on the DC Universe was very good to begin with, but it seems like there was some 
significantly worse than the making of a bad film shit going on yeah Poss- possibly possibly potentially in terms of allegations that should probably be taken more seriously than they've been taken going on behind the scenes of this so at this point i uh i you know i'm uh I'm not into uh, joking around about uh, about that aspect of it. Yeah, no, perfect. I, I just wasn't sure if you had seen it, because it's just yeah. like, is this like a wink and a nod, like, you know, to other movies I've made, like Hitchcockian kind of thing, or, I don't, or what? I don't, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, what I really want is for the whole thing to get, f- what I, at this point, what I want, I want him to finish the, uh, the whatever the, the, uh, the alternate cut is. I'd like him to finish it, release it, move on. Um, if something, whatever is being alleged by, uh, by Ray Fisher, whatever there is to that, I want them to investigate it and, yeah, and get that get, fucking solved and, and people and, need and, to get in trouble. Well, and provided that there was, cause he is being very insistent about, about that something went down and he has nothing to gain Yeah, by these allegations. Like he was not a major actor. He is not like a some super rich guy, and he's leveling very serious, however vague, very serious, uh, you know, stuff against some of the most powerful people in the entertainment industry. So it seems like whatever went down, he seems to think it was serious, and it's not like any young actors particularly young actors of color have any kind of power or like to stand on in this industry in this kind of power dynamics. So right. something really smells bad about that whole situation. So I really would like to, I, I reserve uh, any judgment about that whole thing at this point until we uh, find out what went down there because like at this point, if, if something really bad happened there, I, that's more important than, than the silly movie. Yes. Than whether or not any of this stuff, stuff was good. Like I, so, you know, I, I hope, uh, I want to see the movies, but I'm, I'm, that is of much more primary concern to me at this point. Well, Oh, you know, so who knows? But, uh, and every everything at warner brothers is a shit show at this point like that's not working out who the hell knows what the snyder cut's going to be this thing with ray fisher stinks to high heaven the new wonder woman movie was a disaster however like whatever success means in this hbo max uh, experiment the moving everything to hbo max does not seem to be playing out as the success story that they thought it would since they're already moving dates around and uh who the hell knows what their slate is at this point because of uh, all of these delays still happening. And uh, what the hell is happening with that studio? Who even knows? So it's, it's a, it's a God awful mess. It is. And you, you gave me a perfect segue in there because I want to hold on talking about WandaVision because I was hoping I would watch the premieres before we recorded this. And I haven't yet. But we'll do one soon, so I'll be able to talk because I know you've seen it. But 
I wanted to segue into something I created, Bob. Okay. Um, and it's something that I want to try out with you. And if it's a dud and we don't like it, no one else does fine. But um, I, you know, because a lot of what we are going to be talking about and have been talking about on this show and other shows is real heavy. Um, I uh, I wanted to put some positivity back out there because I think we've had we've had too little of that this year. So I've been listening to a show um, produced by the folks from Welcome to Night Vale okay. called uh, the Random Horror Generator Podcast Number Nine, right. and they what they do is they roll a dice at the end of each episode to figure out what genre of film and what um, style of uh, sorry what. Um, monster of film and what style of horror film they're going to watch for their next one. And then they Google and try to find something that fits in that blanket. And that's what they watch in the next episode. And I thought, Hey, I could do something cool with that um, type of, you know, aesthetic. Cause uh, you know, it, it inspired me to, to try something out. I, I like playing games and I like doing weird things. And so what I have done is I have come up with something that I call, and this is a working title redemption roulette. Okay. And, and the point of redemption roulette is I have, um, like a hundred movies so far and a hundred um, directors, actors, personalities um, that I've put in into a list. And the idea of these is they're not necessarily movies or people you and I um, dislike or dislike what they make. This is less about personal issues. You know, it's not like I don't like them because they said something stupid on, you know, a talk show. It's no, it's, it's the product. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the idea was we're going to roll a dice and it's going to select one of six. And when one walks away, I'm going to throw another one in the slot for the, for the next episode. And um, so I'm going to roll two dice and the dice are going to pick a movie and the dice are going to pick a director, actor, a personality. And you and I just have to say something good about it. No matter okay. what it is, yeah. even if it's something terrible, we just have to come up with something good to say. Got it. All right. So for dice, number one, these are films. I have, Chappie, Man of Steel, The Village, Waterworld, Jack and Jill, and Thor The Dark World. Okay. All right. Those are the first randomly selected films. We have a two, so that's Man of Steel. All right. And, wow, wonderful way to start. Jesus, that's not at all planned. Okay. And then director, actor, personality. We have Kevin Smith, M. Night Shyamalan, J.J. Abrams, Rian Johnson, Shia LaBeouf and UA Bull. Okay. Irva, see? Thank you. Positivity. Chris Chipman doesn't <laughs> know how to pronounce names. And that's a four for Rian Johnson. You know, I put him on here just to piss people off as well. I really did that. But also, he has plenty of negative shit said about him. So yeah, why not add yeah. some positivity? So, Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna start and I'm gonna say something positive about Man of Steel that um is something that I say about Man of Steel a lot. Well, in retrospect, I like the movie less and less because I saw the output that was going to come after it. I still, at the time of seeing Man of Steel with you in the theater, liked enough of the movie that I had hope that maybe it was just um, kind of like the first Wonder Woman where we could look at it and go, man, there were some parts of that that really worked. Now, the first Wonder Woman had a, like 90% of the movie that really worked and about 10% that was a little bit iffy. But in Man of Steel, you know, it was about 60% that I really liked and 40% that I went, oh, God, no, Superman would never do that. And hopefully that just means that this is a, you know, uh, um, 
origin story for why he learns to be like Clark Kent and be more human and be more empathetic and all that. Cool. And then we jumped through that whole story and just got Batman versus Superman. So the positive thing is, is that Man of Steel really gave me hope that I was going to see a new take on Superman that would be really cool. And watching him fly for the first time is still one of the best theatrical experiences in my life. So that's what I got. All right. You? You? Uh... Oh, I, I'm a professional. I can't just say things about Amy Adams. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Like, every single thing on this list, I could, ju- I could just, like, say, like, you know, someone's name and just be done. But, uh... oh, Christopher Maloney. Is it a movie? That was nice. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing. Again, that's kind of the point of this. Just put positive vibes out there instead of saying, "Eh, Snyder cut, you know, I just did or whatever. Yeah, no, I like like when Christopher Maloney is in things. Me too. Now, I'll let you start with Rian Johnson, Bob, you know, the the person that ruined Star Wars for all of us. (laughs) Could you you say something good about him? Uh, Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Brothers Bloom. There you go. Um, I think, uh, God, you know, there's, there's many, many, many things. Um, I'm just going to say the choice of, um, putting Chris Evans in those sweaters <laughs> yeah. was yeah. just a wonderful thing, Rian. Thank you very much. Um, and, uh, just, yes. And, you know, yeah, you made a star war too. Thank you. <laughs> he did cool. make a star war. He did make a star war. So that's my, that, that's my new game. I don't All know right. if it'll have any legs. But I thought adding some positivity into the world would be a good thing. Um, so yeah, I got. I can't wait to watch Wandavision. It sounds so good. It is. It is really. It is really cute. I think you guys will enjoy it. It sounds bonkers. Yeah. It's. 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 It's both weirder, but like not as weird as as it looked. If that makes any sense at all. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Like it's. It's weird. Like it's really weird, but it doesn't feel weird until it. Uh, like un- until you think about it for like a minute and you're like wait a minute this is really strange but like it feels like the most ordinary thing until you realize that it's so or that that it's it's like so you know what i mean yep and it, it's i think it works it wouldn't work as well as it did if they were being more like sarcastic about it. Right. The fact that they're playing it kind of serious. just well, makes not, it... not, well, not even serious. It's just like, like they're not doing the Pleasantville thing. Yeah. You know? Oh God. I love that movie. Like I, like I like Pleasantville, but like they're not doing the, Oh, it's, you know, a 50s sitcom. So we're do, so we're like commenting on, like 50s sitcoms and the era that that is and stuff that was like like no it's just literally no this like it's hey look two of the avengers but we but for re- but because reasons they are uh, acting in a uh bewitched basically that's and awesome literally just oh Oh, this is this is not just a thing that's going to be for a little bit. Of the, no, this is actually just an episode of of one of these. Un, it's and it's it's. I'm like, what? 
are they are they really just following through with this? I love it. It's, I love I love that they have this kind of money that they can just be like, guess what we're gonna do? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, like every time, like Marvel, every time Marvel Disney does something that's a little bit different from like the the standard thing, people like lose their mind. But like, no, this is extremely <laughs> different from what they do because it's. It seems like, oh, is this just like, for, it's like, oh, oh, no, this is really, like, you keep waiting for someone to turn around and say, okay, no, we got you, we got gotcha, gotcha. No, it's like, like oh, it, you're, you're not kidding. This is really the show. Okay, all right. It's, it's so, and it, it's, it's like, they're doing such a good like an authentic, it, like it would be eat, like not like it would still be challenging to get all of the detail, like the little subtle details of uh, an authentic old timey TV show exactly right, like that, like the production design out of this world. But they've actually made a good version of what they're like it's not a it's not a this is like haha these old tv shows were bad kind of thing it's a no this is like a really good version of one of those so when the oh actually there's possibly sinister stuff also going on like it's that much there because like Oh no no no! I I I want the the nice thing I was watching to still be on. I was actually enjoying that. Oh, that's awesome! So it's it's like it's creepy. It's not like one of those things where when the when the what I have to assume must be reality intruding on something else maybe starts to kick in. It's not like oh good because I was just starting to get sick of squares. So it's like oh no no this. This like bring it back. It's it's <laughs> like the the no. I want to stay what I sort of presume. I like I literally have no idea what's going on at this point. I could speculate. I don't actually know. Like there's no spoilers out there because I, I've only seen like three episodes in. There are two on the network right now. But like if what they're going for is no, you need to go to leave a fantasy to go to, if that's like the, the standard kind of thing, like they're not doing the make the fantasy not good so that reality looks better. It's like, no, the fantasy actually seems to be a very nice thing. These things are like, the point of these shows is to be nice and cozy and a thing that you want to go to. Awesome. Like the actual thing. So it's, it's really odd and the stuff that's unsettling is even though it's like it's a pg rated show so it's it's very sitcom-y and uh this must be a very unusual experience i have to assume for elizabeth olsen to be like just imitating like american sitcom diction after like spending basically her whole life specifically not doing this right exactly but it's like it's like they're perfect at it. Like they're Can't better wait. at they're better in this than they are in like they're good in the movies, but like they are like nailing this. I really and, love that we're getting both of them to be more fleshed out like this because I really felt that they were 
I won't say underutilized, but when Vision showed up in Age of Ultron, it's like, this is going to be awesome. And then the way they utilized Vision for the rest of it was really cool, but they didn't really do any, like, when you have someone, you know, like, it's Paul Bettany, right? Yeah. When you, when you have someone like Paul Bettany, that guy is a very good actor, and he's also been in some garbage. But, yeah. like, you know, it's just like, sometimes it's like, okay, you have Paul Bettany in the Vision suit, and the suit's perfect. What's he going to do? Oh, he's just going to stand around and be Vision. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> like... think, uh, I think, un- unfortunately, they sort of, uh, like, at least with Chris Hemsworth as Thor, you sort of have the excuse that he can go off and do Thor stuff. And like have his own movies, whereas with Vision, he's one of those Marvel characters who he's ridiculously overpowered. Right. To the like, I mean, he's literally Superman, but with more powers, and he's also a robot. And yep. like and super so he's like he's the Terminator, but he's also Mr. Spock and he's Superman. Yep. So like Okay, so yeah, so this guy can do everything, and also he's super interesting, and uh, oh, what's his side story? Oh, he gets laid by the hot chick. Oh, well, great. This there's there's nothing not in, there's nothing not cool or interesting about this guy, and he's you know sort of like dorky and monotone, so like women are gonna think he's adorable. Well, this is just like the like there's there's too there's so much to do with him. There's nothing to do with him, exactly. especially. Especially in like the battle when all of the other Avengers are like fighting hand to hand and like smacking the robots around. It's like, how are we going to take care of these robots? It's like, I don't know. How about the guy who's stronger than all of them to put together and can walk through walls and shoot lasers out of his got his eyes? I'm pretty sure he can probably just like, you know, take care of this problem. And he did. And <laughs> yeah, it's there like it 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 really starts to highlight it, like, you know, like you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow doing like the, you know, pew, 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 pew. And then off in the corner, there's, you know, like two gods, one of whom is also the Terminator, you know, are like, you know, wiping out six guys, six or eight guys at a clip. And it's like, oh yeah, right. This is, uh, you really have to work at the staging to make this, you know, work. You and, do. Yeah. So there's there's other, like, even in the comics, this is why they eventually just said, you know what? Vision is so overpowered, we're just going to constantly send him off to do weird romance comics or put him in space and make him talk to, like, the Buddha or something because this is Marvel. There's not really room for overpowered guys. So all of the Marvel overpowered guys have to be either, like, super depressed and in therapy all the time or whatnot. Exactly. Well... Good sir, it is it is getting late. We oh, have been shit, tang- yeah. No, no, we've been tangenting for quite some time. Yeah. I would like to say that I'm I'm at least going if if, if this saying positive things thing goes well, I like it. Um, yeah. I wanted to let you know that slot two on the film which we rolled tonight has been replaced at random drawing by pixels. I th- I don't fucking create this algorithm. I wrote a script and it just does it. And number four has been replaced by Megan Fox. So those will be fun roles for the next time we do this. Yeah. Um, you know, again, awesome. Well, Bob, um, what else you got? Tell people, you know, what Bob's got going on. Uh, Bob, as always, has the uh, Movie Bob uh, YouTube channel, which you can find by searching, and MovieBobCentral.com, where you can find my postings. And you can always follow me on social media, mostly via Twitter, at the underscore MovieBob. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, 
and hopefully it gets warmer out and Bob and I do even more collaborative e-fun stuff together. And until then, you'll hear us again on the tangent soon. Thank you all for coming along with us on a tangent. And Bob, as always, it's awesome to talk to you. Awesome to talk to you, man. Uh, say, say, say goodnight to the wife and kids. I will. Bye, everyone. Bye.